Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Hello and welcome to the Affirmative Murder Century of True Crime Extravaganza. I am Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. What up? Folks, this episode is coming to you on a Columbus Day because fuck Christopher Columbus. Mm-hmm. And so we uh, usually, if depending on you know the, uh, the holiday that it is, we might take a, a day off. But we're going to keep it pushing because, yes, it is a federal holiday and I do appreciate the day off. But fuck that dude, you know. So, uh, yeah, uh, the day is off so everybody can listen to this and celebrate uh, with us. Pour up something light. Pour up something non-alcoholic if, you, if, you, you know, if you're going through some things. I respect it. Mm-hmm. And let's celebrate 100 episodes of Affirmative Murder, man. It's been a long journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, me and Fran have, you know, come in on late nights, you know, because we don't get paid for this shit, man. So we, you no. know, we, we, we try to work it around our schedule and we made it work and we could have stopped but we didn't stop and we just kept it pushing and we made it man the century mark it's been two years of doing the pod still as fun as ever uh friend uh talk about the journey man it's been you know we've been moving man we've been pushing yeah it actually doesn't feel like two years that's yeah. the crazy part about it it's pretty nice man as, as other than that though it's it's been fun um i learned a lot I've done way more reading in the past two years than I've done in probably a four-year span of high school. Yeah, for sure. And so. when we dropped out of college as well. <laughs> yeah. That, you know, so I, I didn't read anything. That, yeah, right. You know, so, uh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> this has been but, a very educational couple of years. Yeah, but other than that, man, it's been fun, man. Just just growing. We getting better from the... I can't even listen to the first episode. Oh, God, I don't know about no, you guys, no, no. but no. the uh, first episode was an atrocity. When it's you, when it's you, it's harder. <laughs> Some people might find the funniness and the flaws and the the, the dead air, yeah. and uh, people might find like some charm in that. But when it's you and you know you did that, it's yeah. like I can't listen to yeah. anything before like episode forty five or something like that, where we kind of started to get in the groove, yeah. changed the song, yeah. you know, kind of started to feel some confidence, you know, came a long way from that, you know, fucking shout out to Zealicious Popcorn, man, because they thought we wouldn't make it here, man. They didn't come, they didn't reach back out. I emailed See, them, tried to up. get a sponsorship, and look at where we are now. You're your, your company flopping. Yep. Nobody's eating caramel popcorn anymore. <laughs> We're all health conscious and whatnot, eating rice cakes and shit. Nobody's eating fucking tooth rotten caramel apple popcorn anymore. So shout out to you and your fledgling company. We still succeeding. We still going to the top. We out here. Anyway, man, look, uh, I didn't mean to go so hard on them, but it, it had to be said, friend, because yeah. you know we we love that we we, yep. we came out caping for them hard, man. Yep. And they, you know what they did? They showed no love, man. 
and now we out here. So I don't have no more words for them. It's it's all about the fans. Shout out to anybody that sent us a, a package, sent us words of encouragement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, joined the Facebook group, followed us on Instagram, followed us on Twitter, had a conversation, downloaded the podcast once every week. Yeah, you know, left a four star review, left a five star review, left a one star review because you know what? That's motivation too. Shout out to everybody. And what we're gonna do this episode is uh, this is a celebration of y'all because we got some emails to read, we got some clips to play that are favorited that are favorited by you know the listeners you know what i'm saying and also some ones that i won't just going back and listening to pull, pull the clips mm-hmm. just some moments that i was like oh this shit <laughs> this is funny right here oh, so there's okay. a couple of those but mostly we're gonna be playing clips that you know have been fan picked we're gonna be reading emails from listeners just you know shouting us out and you know being on this journey with us we got some emails from some people that just got on but it just you know f- fuck with the vibes so man. have you heard the clips that i haven't heard them yet so this is gonna be fun yeah, yeah, no, I heard them. I had to okay. pull them, so yeah, yeah so I heard I them. So I'm, I'm interested to see your <laughs> face for some of the clips, yeah. uh, you know, that are that are going to be played. Um, so what I want to do is I want to kick things off with the first email that we received mm-hmm. was from uh, a woman uh, named Crystal Smith. Mm-hmm. Shout out you to know. Crystal Smith. Yeah, shout out to Crystal Smith. Um, she said, <clears throat> "Let me <clears throat> clear my throat." <clears throat> she said, first off, I am very thankful for Alvin and Fran Star." A lot of drivers in Atlanta traffic and a number of my co-workers should be as well. She said, you guys keep me on an emotional roller coaster like that Vivian Green song. Great song, man. That emotional roller coaster. Oh, yeah. And I'm glad that we can, you know, provide those ups and those downs. I'm glad we're not so, you know, too stagnant for you. So um, I continue. Uh, She said, but mainly the show openers discussing the news of the week, the chicken rants, the good vibes or the sound effects for the old lady killer. Benching, bench pressing her weights in jail keep me either crying happy at tears or in stitches which I don't even remember that I don't, oh. I don't know what that was mm-hmm. She's, when I read this the first time I tried to remember I don't know we've done so many sketches and sound effects and I don't remember an old lady killer doing bench pressing hmm. but I'm glad you remember it and I'm glad it stuck out to you I'll continue again she said you guys are great I wanted to quickly submit this email because I am catching up on snowfall great show An amazing series, by the way, and in the current episode, two young boys have been unfortunately killed for encroaching uh, in rival drug gang territory. Mm. But the news just got back to the family. This is a great episode. An older cousin of one of the victims runs in and is yelling about the boys being killed and having their genitals cut off. An older, thick, thick Jerry Curl man yells in shock. They cut the they cut their dicks off, man. Get the guns. I instantly had to pause the show, tears streaming mm. down my face, just guffawing. That's, that's an SAT word. Mm. Just guffawing at the inner, just guffawing at as inappropriate as a time as ever. My mind instantly jumped to Alvin explaining how authorities found a bucket of dicks back in episode ninety. Mm-hmm. In Arizona, this this body donation center shut down, and after a lawsuit, they had to get you know permission to go into the, in the into the building or whatever. The FBI went in there. It was all kind of body parts, and it turned out that uh, they were doing like black market body part sales, which is one thing to donate or to sell organs on the black market, but I don't know how you sell somebody like an arm. Yeah. That, to me, screams cannibalism. Or yeah. something. I don't know what else you can do with it, but they went in there. They had dudes' heads sewn on women's bodies, and all kind of experimental shit was going on in there. They said it was horrific. It was Pe- wow. the, 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 the detectives and stuff said it was one of the worst things I've ever seen. They had a, bu- a bucket of dicks and, and, and all just insanity, man. 
all kind of chopped up, like a like a butcher shop, but like a low grade. It, it failed the health inspection, so it's just like a bucket of turkey giblets, uh, you know, uh, one of those aluminum pans full of you know ox tails or whatever. But it was like fingers, t- human tongues, human ears. Just how's like, that, but how's that a group of people that's 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 in? I mean, listen, man, I know it's a, possible. There's a market for everything. But I mean, like, just a group of people. So this was a... FBI got a warrant to go into the building. Boom. Bodies, dicks, and buckets. I want to know what happened. They I had a, know. They had a human... They had a male, a male head sewn onto a woman's body. Why? For what purpose is that? I almost ran off the road the first day I heard that show. It was gruesome, but hilarity ensued. Needless to say... There are way too many good things about the podcast to narrow it down to one or two of my favorite things. You guys rock. Please keep doing your thing, and I'll write back again for episode 200. Hmm. Uh, that's from Crystal from Atlanta, Georgia, home of the five seasons. Winter, spring, summer, bugs, and fall. Now, I don't know what that means. I don't know if that's fall, bugs falls in between summer and fall. Mm-hmm. Like, it's real humid down there. Yeah. But apparently, Atlanta, they got a lot of bugs going on down mm-hmm. there. But it's still Wakanda. It's the new Wakanda. Shout out to Tyler Perry. I don't know if you saw the video. He built a whole studio down yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Black excellence, man. Named the studios after all the people that inspired him. We got a Halle Berry studio, mm-hmm. Oprah studio, Harry Belafonte studio. Oh, Tyler Perry's doing his thing, man. He Shout got his own uh, Walk of Fame or whatever it's called. Yeah, all of, all like, of like yeah. under, under, underrepresented yep. black awesome. uh, superstars, man. Mm-hmm. I hope Jason Weaver gets one because Jason Weaver's just starting to get the credit. He deserves some clips floating around to him. Jason Weaver, for a lot of you that may know, some of you don't, he played little Michael Jackson in the Jackson 5 American Dream movie. Mm-hmm. He was the voice of Simba, kid Simba in The Lion King. He was Marcus and um, the smart guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, he had a career as music. He did a couple songs with Chingy and things like that. Just a dude that every black person, when they see, they go, oh, that's little Michael from Jackson 5 American Dream. Yeah. Those those are people that are ingrained in your DNA, mm-hmm. but they might not be respected by Hollywood. They might not be getting jobs right now, but they're in that thing that you know word for word. Mm-hmm. You know, So uh, shout out to Jason Weaver, shout out to Tyler Perry, and shout out to Crystal, man. That was a great email. We love you very much. We appreciate you listening. And yes, a bucket of dicks is crazy. Uh, that Chop Shop mm-hmm. story, I remember that. Yeah. They walked in. Shit was crazy. I don't know what I would do if I walk in. It's just buckets of human body parts. I walk back out. Yeah, but that smell that you hit, that hits you, that's with you forever now. Yeah. I don't know what a bucket of dick smells like. And I don't ever want to, I hope I never find out. <laughs> you know, so shout out to you, Crystal, for remi- for uh, making us remember that. And now that that uh, that notion is being re-brought up into our head, man. You know, that's... Yeah. um. As far as gruesomeness goes, that was probably, although it wasn't in the context of a story, mm-hmm. a bucket of dicks, man, that's that's up there. You know, um, uh, we don't need to get into, you know, any uh, long-winded things, but, like, what are some details from any story that you remember that just you'll think about sometimes and you just go, oh, man, that's fucking nuts. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, are there, any, are there any ones that just, like, have stuck with you? You know, just, like, a small detail. Like, I remember... Uh, Anthony Sowell, the whole block stunk. And they mm-hmm. thought it was the corner store, but it was his house. Because he just had bodies all over the place and the whole block smelled. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, what about you? You got any You got any of that just... Um, well, my favorite, sto- my favorite story, which we will go... I'm going to talk about later on that, we've, that I've done is... Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy had the body in between his mattress and mm-hmm. slept on it. Yeah, so, yeah, that's fucking nuts. I mean, how do you... Sleep on. How do you that? go to sleep? Do you make that bed? 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, did he, you think he had like a bedspread and a comforter and a sheet on that? And I was, I think so. That's nuts. So. That's extra nuts. I just, would rather just to hide just be a bear it. Mattress. He probably had two covers. He probably put the wow. the what's the what's the first blanket called? The spread. The spread. Put that on. Then the one that nobody another. uses. Yeah. The sheet. That's yeah, just the like the sheet. And then he uses the co- the comforter. Is that yeah. what it? Uh-huh. And then that's and another. Yeah. Wow. That's nuts. I would rather, if you're that crazy to do that to a person, just sleep on a bare mattress, man. <laughs> go full crazy. Just yeah. go full crazy. Sleep on a bare mattress, man. Somebody get on it like, why is it? Oh, it's just, a, it's old. So it's just a springs. Don't yeah, it's springs. It was a little lumpy. That's <laughs> nuts, man. People are fucking crazy. Uh, our next email that we have is from a, I'm going to go ahead and say she is the strongest slash only member of our social media street team. Uh, her Instagram is Gardenias for Martha. Her name is Martha Rivera. She is constantly sharing our posts on Instagram, sharing when she's listening, getting the word out there, letting the streets know what's popping about you know the hottest true crime podcast mm-hmm. in the game. And I, re- I appreciate her and I respect her. And she sent us in an email as well. So I'm going to read that now. Okay. <clears throat> she said, Alvin and Fran, congrats on having the hottest true crime podcast on the air. Mm-hmm. I started listening late, so I guess I'm a bandwagon fan. And that's okay, Martha. That's fine. That's fine. The bandwagon is still plenty of spots on it. That's yep. fine. You don't got to come in and be an OG. We're not that. We're not hipsters. No. You don't got to be the we. Oh, I heard them back in 2015. Just a conversation at a Starbucks. They didn't even have a podcast yet. But I knew they were going to be a podcast. And I've been following them ever since then. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be like that. You can hop on the bandwagon. That's fine. Uh, she said, but I'm pretty sure I've proven my loyalty on Instagram, which I just shouted her out about. Yes, mm-hmm. you have. Of course you have. Street team, loyal member, getting the word out there, respecting to the streets, letting, getting your ear to the ground, letting people know what's going on. She said, I'm still trying to catch up on older episodes, and your evolution is amazing. She doesn't have to. Yeah, don't. Don't worry about <laughs> it, man. Just I, Like I tell people, like, start at 50. Yeah. I'm, I'm, oh, and I don't even know what 50 is, but I feel like we got in a better groove. Mm-hmm. I feel like we at least had two mics by 50. Yeah. You had stopped sitting on my shoulder, yeah. and, and, and we had got two chairs in here, mm-hmm. and we weren't just doing it weird caveman style. Yeah. At least by 50, we had two mics, and I'm more comfortable with that than both our breaths being all up in one mic weirdly, you know what I'm saying? So... <laughs> Go to 50. I think we had two mics by then. Start there. You don't yeah. got to go back, Martha. Um, she said, I cannot just pick one favorite moment, but I do appreciate your effort Your effort with Spanish names. Uh, you know, uh, so Fran, you, you are, your daughter is half Spanish. I'm sure she speaks some fluent Spanish by mm-hmm. now. Yeah. You're, you're, you know, you're in a relationship with a Hispanic woman. Mm-hmm. What, are, what have you learned in the time that you've been with Stephanie? What is, show us, flex a little bit. What is some... Off the top of my head? Yeah. I mean, shit. Yeah, I'm know. more, I'm more of... When she says it, I know what she's talking about than me trying to say it. Okay, so what is a thing that she might say to you often that you sh- um, that you can repeat back? Let me see. Um, Nothing? Like, coveja, or something like that. That means cabinet or drawer. Okay, so um, she'll say, like, Fran, go get something out of the coveja. Yeah. Okay. Or, uh, she says to Sophia a lot, um, la guestese. Uh, okay. That means, like, lay down, like okay. when she yells it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, what else? Um, chocla. Chocolate? Chocla. Is it chocolate? Oh, chocolate. that's a shoe. That's the a sandal. Shoe. Oh, sandal. I, I know that. I know that. Yeah, okay. I, I, I know that. that okay. Um, what's another one? Oh, I can't. I can't. I know cuantos años cumpleaños. I don't know what's that. That's a, how, how how old are you? Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, I know it's just uh, Spanish one phrases. Oh, all right. Donde esta la biblioteca? <laughs> but if you put some sauce on it, you know, if your person doesn't speak Spanish at all, they think you just you know hit them with some sauce, you know. So I you know I just I just know how to do. You little... could be saying that wrong. Who, what? What you just say? Oh, I know. I said that right. I know I said that right. <laughs> oh, okay. I know I said cuantos, onlos, cuantos años cumpleaños and donde esta la biblioteca perfectly. Okay. You know? I also know uh, 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 pollo parillero. What's that? That's a uh, boneless chicken. 
You were this food? Uh, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, Spanish restaurants, stuff like that, Peruvian places, you know. Okay. Just little, just little phrases. I know phrases. I don't know, and I know a bunch of little words, you uh-huh. know. But you know, I don't. You know, I don't. Yeah. Need, I don't I'm more. Of, I'm more of I. And when she says it, I know. I know it. Okay, cool. So, so that's just a little. I'm happy with that. That's just a little taste from Arthur. Yeah. You know, we appreciate you respecting us, trying to give it, you know, a try at us being bilingual. Mm-hmm. You know, because the world is going that way. You got to know at least two languages to get ahead in this world. Yeah. At least you got to at least be able to fake it till you make it. You know. Yeah. Or have somebody on deck that. You know, Sierra, you know, she worked in a lot of restaurants where the mm-hmm. staff, you know, cooks and stuff are Mexican. So she can, you know, pick it up. So we might watch a movie that doesn't have subtitles and they say a Spanish phrase. I'm like, what was that? She'll be like, yeah, yeah they said this. Hmm. So you okay. got to keep one of them on deck. Yeah. And keep somebody in the group that yeah. can at least break it down. Especially when I'm out. I'm like, what they say? Yeah, for and sure. Yeah, because they might be talking shit about it. Sophie you. can do it too. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. You should, you should, know, <laughs> you should know more because your child is like, oh, dad, he said. Uh, well, she's know, a, nah, man. She's around. Hispanic people all the time, but you gotta you gotta know more than chocolates. I, but I'm saying I know it. You know, but I you can't hear it. Say it. I can't say it. You hear it. You don't. I don't speak need. It. I don't need to say it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> you know what's what's understood doesn't need to be said. Right. I got you. Well, shout out to Martha. That's just giving you a little taste of the, you know the the multiculturalism and the yeah. bilingualness that's going on over here on this yep. podcast. I continue. I'll be saying that a lot because we're gonna be breaking off, doing a whole bunch of talking and shit okay. in between these emails. So that's just gonna be my catchphrase for this episode. I continue. Okay. Uh. She said, your insight on current events and personal conversations and jokes are a treat and make your show unique and funny. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though Fran Starr is an icon, he still needs his sidekick with the uh, closed eyes, tongue out emoji. You know, mm-hmm. that's cool. I'm still going to continue to read, even though you just highly disrespected me. That's cool. I'm going to continue Martha. I don't think it was disrespect. Well, you know, I don't like to be called a sidekick. You know, I, you know I'm not a phone. We okay. are, we, you know, but, you know, whatever. I'll continue. Right. You know, I, I, you know, you are the star and that's fine. I've, I've accepted this weird, <laughs> you know, cult like fan base that you've cultivated over the course of this show. I'm not mad about it at all because as mm-hmm. I've stated a million times, don't call me Alvin Starr. Or, I don't want to think. Don't give it to me. Uh, you know, I don't want it post. Yeah. You know, I don't. Oh, let's make him feel better too. Fran has a name. Let's go. I'm cool. Call me Alvin. Yeah. You know, because it, it's not genuine. So don't give it to me. <laughs> it's Fran Star. I'm Alvin. Just call me Alvin. I don't uh, want some some kind of thing added to the end of my name. You didn't do it in the beginning. I don't want it now. I continue. I respect that. Yeah, I don't want. To, nah, that's bandwagon. Don't ban. Don't make me bandwagon. Oh, I want to make you feel better. Too. Yeah, I don't want a nickname. I'm cool. My name's Alvin. Uh, she said, "Cheers to you both and a hundred more episodes." And it was a champagne bottle emoji and two champagne glasses. Mm-hmm. Cheers to you, sir. Popping bottles. Yes, most definitely. She said, "Best regards, Martha." So much thanks uh, to Martha, a.k.a. Gardenias for Martha. Go follow her on Instagram. You know, she's a super cool person, living her life, traveling and whatnot, and also shouting us out, being a part of the street team. Shout out to Martha, man. Um, we got plenty more emails to come. I don't really have anything to jump off from there because we all, you know, we already, you know, we demonstrated our bilingualness yeah. and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. So I'm just going to move on to another email. Again, shout out to Martha. We appreciate you. And shout out to you a thousand times. Uh, let's go. So, oh, let me let me take a segue real quick. Mm-hmm. Recently, a story has blown up once again that we talked about a few months ago. Um, that guy Samuel Little has officially been labeled the most prolific serial killer in American history mm-hmm. after confessing to ninety three murders, mm-hmm. and they're continuing to vet them and 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 um, corroborate them, and they're asking people to come forward if they have any information. But it seems like this dude just jump the pack like I've never seen before. I mean, I mean, there are, I don't know any black serial killers that are in the national conversation for like striking fear to this level. Mm-hmm. You know, Ted Bundy, John Wayne Gacy, Jeffrey Dahmer. These mm-hmm. are the 
these are the, you know, to, for lack of a better term, these are like the Mount Rushmore guys. Yeah. And for all of a sudden, when there are people who still genuinely believe like, oh, yeah, no, black people just commit, you know, you know, burglaries or, you know, it's crimes of passion or mm-hmm. spur of the moment. Like, I don't even know if there are any black serial killers, which is the whole purpose of us doing this podcast. Yeah. Now, there is a person in the national spotlight being discussed as the most prolific one in American history, mm-hmm. you know. So I feel like I could be wrong, but I feel like um, we might catch a wave of people that are that are interested in learning more about black serial killers. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see the correlation if mm-hmm. we see more foot traffic because of this story you know that would be that would be so. pretty interesting and cool because like that was the whole purpose of us starting this podcast yeah. and i think that would be super interesting that this one story just kind of leads people to go like oh there are black serial killers and one of them is now being called the most prolific one ever mm-hmm. but what are the other ones so you know you know i um yeah, hope so. I, that would be interesting yeah. so I'm, I'm i'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep track of that i'm gonna let you know i'll keep you posted on download numbers and see if cool. there's any crazy spikes or anything like that anyway I'm going to jump back to these emails. Mm-hmm. This next one is from Rachel Renshaw. She's active on the Facebook uh, page. Um, super cool girl. Sent us in an email. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and jump that. Okay. She said, hey, y'all. It started like that exclamation point. So it's really abrupt. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Let's get to it. My favorite clip from an episode would have to be episode 61, I Will Survive. Alvin, you're about to tell your fucked up shit and say, please pull up a chair. And Alvin I mean, and Fran replies, "I'm already in a chair." And then there's a drum roll, hysterical. It's one of the <laughs> one of the classic Fran bits. She found that hysterical, man. I don't, <laughs> but she found that funny enough to email in about it. So you really got her with that one. Yeah. So he says, "I'm already in a chair," and uh, <laughs> so that was you know some comedy gold apparently. I mean, what else you want me to do? I, I mean, I get it. It's a it's a it's a type I of just phrase, metaphorical. Yeah. yeah, I just you know I just meant metaphorical. I knew you were sitting in a chair. I can see you. You know, I see that. Maybe I was. I don't know. I don't know. You just, you know, you're just being sassy. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate it. Now. I appreciate sassy Fran. Uh, so yeah, that was comedy gold to her. Apparently, she said my favorite episode would have to be episode 52. Did we just mansplain? As a woman, it made me feel great to hear from a couple of men that they emphasize that they em- that they empathize with what women go through. You may not understand it all, but you're trying to, and always eager to learn and hear from your audience. The engagement in the Facebook community is awesome, and the people who are in it are also amazing. Uh, Just a bunch of smart, funny, really engaging people. I love the formula you've got going with the current events, good vibes, and then the fucked up shit. It's never a dull episode. Thank you. Y'all have such an awesome thing going, and as long as y'all are making content, I'll be listening. Happy 100. Much love to you and yours, Rachel. P.S. Fran, you were sorely missed from today's episode, but Sierra was an awesome substitute. Alvin, for future reference, we will accept both Sierra or less when Fran is unavailable. Hmm. Sierra, I bet you rocked it at soccer. I don't know how true that is. I, um, yeah, I don't know how true that is. She played. She played soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, episode fifty-two. That was an interesting one. I believe that was you know if if. If that wasn't the Brett Kavanaugh stuff, it was something along that effect. It's been mm-hmm. a rough year for women as far as this, you know, with this political climate. Um, yes, I feel like um, that is something I feel like all I don't I don't I don't I hate that we're getting like credit for because I feel like all men should empathize with what women go through and recognize that it is a real thing. Mm-hmm. And for you being the father of a of a, a woman, mm-hmm. you know, and me, you know, I, at some point in the near future, I'm going to be somebody's husband. Mm-hmm. And that comes along with 
protection and empathy and not to be you know patriarchal about it but yeah like you know sierra is going to be my wife and i need to like protect her and empathize with her so i don't understand how a man could not uh see that women just walking out of the house have to sometimes appease men who are disgusting to to not escalate the situation Mm. and you know be conscious of where they're going what they're drinking you know what time it is who they're getting in a car with you know all these things Mm -hmm. and i've learned so much about rape culture just from doing this podcast and speaking to women um who who have reached out and sent articles and 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 anything or or corrected us when we said something off or whatever Mm -hmm. you know um i i can admit that you know five years ago i might have been a person who went well like how do you not remember being raped Mm -hmm. you know like how, how do you how do you not remember something like that and then when you when somebody approaches you and says well, there's all kinds of, you know, traumatic, P- you know, PTSD. Mm-hmm. You block things out. You just, you know, why, why wouldn't you? All the questions that, you know, men are asking still in 2019 instead of doing research and learning. Mm-hmm. Well, if you got uh, sexually assaulted, why wouldn't you go tell somebody? And and learning from women and direct account. I mean, we've heard, I've heard stories and read people sending me messages like directly saying like this happened to me mm-hmm. and I just didn't want to say anything because I didn't want it to get bigger. I just wanted it to be over. I just mm-hmm. wanted to move on. I didn't want to make a report. I didn't want to go into a court. I didn't want people prodding and swabbing me and all these kind of things. And as a man, that's something you should learn before you just speak so candidly man i work at a very blue collar job where men with all these you know brett kavanaugh hearings and and the me too movement and all these kind of things they just say vulgar horrible things uneducated misinformed and then they don't have any desire to go and learn Mm -hmm. they just they think it's this way and they have no desire to hear from a woman as to why it's not that way Mm -hmm. And I think it's our responsible our responsibility, as I said, as I'm, you know, as a future husband and as a dude who's raising a a, a woman, mm-hmm. a, you know, that needs to you need to be able to empathize with. I need to be able to empathize with Sierra, and you need to be able to teach Sophia what to look out for. You know, you know, uh, who to trust, who not to trust. Don't mm-hmm. trust anybody, honestly. Yeah. You know, and just always be aware because sadly that's the world that we live in. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, have you had to face? any kind of things like that yet. I mean, Sophia's still young, mm-hmm. so you haven't had to really, you know, no, I remember I talked to you about that video about that little girl that went hugging everybody at the yeah. festival mm-hmm. and I, I didn't really like that, but that's not something you've had to, you haven't had to come across any of those kind of things like setting a lot of, well, don't, we don't just, don't just go hugging men that you don't know and that none of that's no, come up yet. Just, it, just like some regular stuff, just don't talk to strangers. Other than that, she, if she doesn't, how she is now, if she doesn't know you, she won't even... <laughs> Speak to you, she talk to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She learned. She's learned. She's yeah. learning well. So that's a smart girl. Yep. Are there any concerns that you have raising a daughter? Of course, I she's mean, a girl. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But I'm just saying, like, so do do you do you agree with what I just said? Is like you feel a responsibility to understand the world, understand the insight of a woman, to be able to understand how to talk to Sophia and how to listen to Sophia. You know, if the day ever comes where she's talking about a, a boy that she likes, or yeah, whatever, or the, mm-hmm. they're making fun of me in school for this, or whatever, you know, it's just because it's just so it's hard and complicated to be yeah, a woman. It's, man. Yeah, uh, for me, um, I'll be ready for it. I think so. Um, I'll, from the research I've done, I think I'll be ready to. Whenever she gets to that point, she gets old enough, mm-hmm. and that that topic comes up. But as a parent, only thing you can do is, far as as a parent from Steph's from Steph's perspective is she could tell her what 
as a as a, a older a older woman, mm-hmm. what's gonna ha- what can happen? Mm-hmm. What things she got to look out for? But it's up to the up to Sophia when she gets older if if she's gonna take our advice and whatnot. Absolutely. So the only thing as a parent you can do is teach them from past experiences and then hope it's hopefully yeah hopefully yeah. stick and then what we learned from that. But from from I'm, pe- I'm speaking on steps because she's the female so uh-huh. she'll relate yeah. to her better than me. Absolutely. But and then hopefully you know. It's all about what the child's going to do, how they're going to listen and yeah. react to that information that they is going to accept. So for sure, I always I'm always concerned about having a daughter someday because I, from everything I've, I've like seen in movies and just people talking, there's this really fine line where if you're too overbearing, you might have a kid that you know you because you're over their back. They get straight A's and B's and whatever, mm-hmm. and then they go off to college and get pregnant. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, I'm up from under the thumb. They, you know, they, they're all repressed. Hmm. You know, so and then there's also like, if you're too much of a friend, they don't respect you, and and you never really are their parent. They just see you as like, you know, Judy or yeah. you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. They just call you by your first name and those kinds of. Mm-hmm. So it's this really weird middle ground because it's so weird, man. Like parenting is like very underrated. That's why I don't understand how, like, you know, men or women, how you could just like just be like, oh, I don't know, man. I'm I'm out. Yeah. You know, because that person's going to be an adult someday. Mm-hmm. And everything that you don't contribute or you do contribute is going to be uh, a product, is going to be part of the DNA of that person. Yeah. So if they're a, an angry person, super friendly person, whatever, you have a responsibility in that. Yeah. You know, oh. some things are just, you know, a person's going to be who they're going to be in a way. Mm-hmm. But nurturing is a very big part of what uh, who an adult becomes. Yeah. Also, for being a parent, you just as they're growing and learning, you're, you're as a parent, you're doing the same thing. Absolutely. And I'm having a boy, uh-huh. and I am hoping, and they're gonna be four years apart. I'm hoping and praying this dude doesn't comes out like with my genetic. I hope she, hope he gets all of uh, Steph's uh-huh. genetics because I want this this dude better come out. I'm hoping he grows up to be like a seven foot tall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, friend, yeah, friend. Not yeah, skinny. Friend. It's, it's a, it's a I'm thing. hoping because <laughs> Sophie definitely has my has my side, but I'm hoping this, he comes out not looking like me. Yeah, some kind of some kind of stockiness on <laughs> yeah. on him or something like that. Yeah, because uh, it's a good thing that you were like a cool dude, man. Because you are not an intimidating presence at all, man. You are you are you are real thin, man. So yeah, uh, I, I couldn't imagine uh, hoping and praying, man. You know, Sophie is you know getting you know some dudes talking trash during the lunchroom, and yeah. and you and you walk up. Like eleven year old you to protect <laughs> to protect it. Hey man, you like wrist, you like rubber bands falling off your wrist off his wrist because they're so skinny. Hey man, leave my sister alone. It's like whew, you can hear like the wind, the wind blowing past his body. Oh man, but he's really funny. good at basketball. He's like, I challenge you to a one on one game after school, and if I win, you leave my sister alone. If that if that scenario happened. He I wins think every he, time. Yeah, exactly. I think that happens. So maybe that maybe we're going in a direction in the future where that's how kids will solve their uh I don't disputes, know. you know. I, I challenge know. you to a game of horse and then it's like he wins. So, you know. Turns into a one-on-one duel. Yeah. <laughs> of <At> basketball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so shout out to future little friend. Uh, you know, I, I hope he, I hope you get some of those what is it? What is she Salvadorian? Yeah. And Colombian, she, yeah. Oh, in Colombia, I hope yeah. you get some of those stocky, you know, you know, Hispanic jeans and, and not friends uh rail Yeah, I hope so too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, um on the topic of uh uh Sierra and Les being allowed to, you know, jump in whenever Fran is is unable to, you do have as many paternity uh 
we are we are progressive here at this mm-hmm. establishment. So if you you know when when the time comes, little Fran pops out. Mm-hmm. We you have paternity issues. You you can't come in. Sierra is on deck, mm-hmm. and Les has you know joined in and and done an episode with us. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to play a clip uh, that I stumbled across, you know, in doing my little clip pulling of an episode Les was in, and he told a little story, and I want to play that for people who might not have heard it or forgot because I'll never forget this story. So I'm gonna play that. Um, so that was the story of the Jonestown That's murder. Crazy. Les, I would like for you to take us out. Um, there's a story, if you don't mind telling. I probably I might take my headphones off because I don't particularly like the story, but it is an entertaining story. Um, there's a ripping. Oh, story. <laughs> if you don't mind, I ripped my ball sack. Uh, I the guy in. <laughs> Whoa, wait, wait. Uh, <laughs> what happened? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was climbing on shit. Uh, we moved houses uh, later on when I lived there. And uh, clearly this story didn't make it on either. <laughs> um, yeah, it's cut for time. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, you know, I was just climbing on the, the outline on the door. So you know how you have those, like, those, like, those latch uh-huh. uh, locks? Mm. And that sometimes that thing will, like, stick out on the side of it. Like, uh-huh. keep the door from hook. going all the way right. through. And um, I was climbing on the edge of the door and then... I jumped down. I'm just wearing like my Spider-Man underwear, and my brother is in the corner, like stone off his face. I'm like, "You should check yourself." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, I'm fine." <sighs> just imagine being high as hell, <laughs> and then you see that happening to your little brother. I look. I'm like, "What?" I'm like screaming. Uh-huh. My brother's like, "Ma!" <laughs> He's freaking out. Blue his high for sure. Uh, Calls, calls my mom and we have to catch, like, we're flagging down, like, cabs. Right. Uh, from, there, from where we live. Um, so you had to do, like, the same thing for the grocery, grocery store, store right. to go to the hospital. Yeah. But the emergency way. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, like, we're just holding it. And I'm like, we get to the first hospital and the fucking doctor goes, oh, I can't do this. Oh, like, what? Where did you get your license from? <laughs> like, you know, I don't want you to do this because if you were just disgusted... And now, 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 do you have ball in hand or you just it's open? I'm just holding whatever's happening down there. Oh, my goodness. But the sack ripped open. Mm. So, yes, you could see what's in there. Oh, what? They're white. They're white. Oh, <laughs> They're white? Um, They're white. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Two little white balls. Oh God! Um, so is it blood that comes out? Is it? Well, it's a very thin skin, so it's light blood. It's blood, but uh, anyway, um, we get to the second place, Mm. and then we still had to wait in the waiting room. (laughs) Like my balls are ripped open. We didn't have to wait. That is an emergency. (laughs) We didn't have to wait. Your gunshot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then because the doctor didn't want to. like mess things up down there. They didn't use too many numbing agents, so I had to sit through getting my ball sewn back up. So That's I'm crazy. a tough cookie. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that was that was seven year old me. Oh too, god. So. Yeah. So with that being said, you catch this tough cookie <laughs> on American <laughs> Idol. <laughs> All right. So that is a uh, future uh, um, substitute host Les Green discussing. His balls getting ripped open yeah. and him them being in his hand. Yeah, I thought that I thought that was the part that was coming up. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is uh one of the most fucking god awful things I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, I've been fortunate enough. The worst thing that ever happened to me was my Achilles injury. That was um, that was the worst thing that ever happened to me. And that's that's all internal. Mm-hmm. Nothing has never been out of me 
that wasn't supposed to be out yeah. of me. Mm-hmm. What about you? Is there has there been from I've known you for a long time. I don't think I don't in the time I've known you, no broken <laughs> bones, no I've I've never broken anything, no. Yeah. I mean I've tore a ligament in my foot, but that's about it. I'm still scared. Like even though I ruptured my Achilles and I think that was pretty bad and people mm-hmm. tell me that is up there as far as, you know, pain and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I thought it hurt, but I wasn't like it wasn't unbearable. Mm-hmm. I'm still like I couldn't imagine my forearm being bent yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. and maybe that doesn't even hurt as bad as an achilles i don't know i don't ever want to find out it's something about even a finger like your finger just is on an l mm-hmm. as something about i hope to god i never know what yeah. a broken bone feels like so uh yeah shout out to less man uh balls of plenty uh they you know resilient 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 dude man i might have passed out i probably would have fainted oh I think so god uh, i i couldn't imagine man i uh, looking down and your balls are in your hand, yeah. like out, and you're like, oh, they're white. To see that, uh, like, oh god, fuck, what? So, uh, yeah, shout out to shout out to Les, whose balls have been ripped out, and shout out to Sierra, <laughs> who is our other future maybe substitute host, yeah. who's good at soccer. So they both are good with balls. Um, let's see. Next email. We're gonna keep keep the train moving. Let's see what we got here. Next email is from Heather Spears. Okay, shout out to you, Heather. We can go ahead and read this email, get some love and some appreciation from the from the listeners. <clears throat> Heather said, I'm sorry I don't know which episode which episodes these are from. I haven't had a chance to go back and re-listen, which means there are about to be no clips played, because I can't just, you know, go off of uh things being said. Um, there's a lot of things to go back through and that's hard. So, but anyway, maybe you people who are listening will remember these moments and, and, you know, and have a laugh and maybe you'll know what, where to go back to and listen to her first thing that she said was one of her favorite moments. She said the first time Fran tried to, uh, figure out a pictograph on the back of the cereal box, something about spelunking. Yeah. I listened to that that probably five times when I first heard it. Sorry, Fran. Yeah, you you had a hard time with that one. I didn't know what the hell. Yeah, that was that was, was a t- and also that's a weird word. If you put that in front of me now, I, I still wouldn't know. What I it bet, is. I bet, I bet. That's a rough one. Yeah. Um, number two for her was Alvin and Friend were acting out one of the crimes. Something about Uncle Johnny giving my guns. I do remember this. I remember having a good time with this. I did a cigarette on the lip thing. Okay. It was an uncle and a, bro- and a like a nephew arguing in a basement. I just don't remember what remember what episode it was from, hmm. but I do remember the the enactment that mm-hmm. we did um she said uh i honestly don't remember neither do i <laughs> it was probably last year but i laughed for days and replayed it for several people hmm. shout out to you heather shout out to for getting the word out there you were also a part of the street team inadvertently shout out to you yep. uh her uh, and, and um that was only two and she said there are so many parts i love so many things that have made me laugh uh if i had known i would have made a list uh as i was listening you guys are really the best Still my favorite pod after almost 100. Mm. Shout out to you, Heather. We appreciate that. Um, we're, we're here, man. We're here. I don't really know what else to say about it. You know, like, it's been 100. I hope to do 100 more. Yeah. I hope to, you know, I hope to, you know, keep it going, man. I, you know, I enjoy doing this. Um, I know a lot of people, the only thing, the thing that has made me kind of jaded about doing podcasting is meeting other podcasters because there's people who, when, when I tell people what I do I'm just like I don't know man me and my friend you know we come and we, mm-hmm. we just talk on the mic and talk about shit that we like to talk about it's cool yeah there are people that are just so they think they're like they work for NBC or you know that they are you know oh you know and I and I guess like you know <laughs> you have to think 
you have to like envision yourself to mm-hmm. to be going to greatness. Yeah. But I'll be, I'm just like, I oh, don't know, man. I mean, yes, this is work. This is something that I'm not getting paid to do, and it takes time out of my day. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I leave work early and stuff. I understand yeah. the concept of people wanting to get paid for yeah. doing this. Um, when they when they do it long enough, yeah. But for me, it's like I st- it's still me choosing to do it. Mm-hmm. I hope to get paid to do it one day, but yeah. like I, it's a choice I'm making. I'm not like it's not like uh, I have to do this, so I'm not taking it that serious. It's still like a fun hobby to me, mm-hmm. and I hope it always feels like. I hope if if we start getting paid money from this, I hope it still feels like a, I yeah, never wanted to exactly. feel like work, right? You know, I always wanted to feel like a fun hobby and hanging out with my friend. Mm-hmm. So I hope that you know we do a hundred more and a hundred more after that, and it always feels as organic and me and you coming and having a good time. The day it feels like work, I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, the day if the day I'm like. Man, I don't want to fucking do this. Or talk about this, or you know, I don't want Fran. Fran, I don't want Fran coming over here. Day, you know, I'm, I'm tired. I don't want to see Fran this week. The day is like that. I don't want to do it anymore. Uh. And it is not. It's still far from that. So yes, I hope a hundred more. You know, let's keep it going. Yeah. And, and, and shout out to you, Heather. We appreciate the kind words, and we can keep it going, man. So our next email mm-hmm. is from uh, a, fav- uh, a favorite of yours. Okay. Um, Miss Antoinette Rogers. That's my girl. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, yes. Long time listener. Yep. She was in the Facebook group very early. Yeah. Um, a winner of a contest. Yep. Um, I think she either works at a post office or she went to the post office, you know, to win. She put the sticker. She when did we the did the, Yes. When we, yes. Did the, when we did the sticker, she committed a federal crime. Yeah. On behalf of the Affirmative Murder Podcast. I had her back, though. Yeah, yeah. She you went down, I had her yeah, back. Yeah, you get to unionize all the, all the post people and go down and, and represent for Miss Rogers. Yep. Um, yes. Yeah, so um, her email is... Uh, so, of course, when Alvin describes my clandestine sticker in the post office, winning uh, the winning feat was the best. And if I'm not mistaken, Miss Rogers won two contests and gave her prize. She said, I already won something. Oh, yeah. So give the shirt to somebody else. It was, Alyssa, it was Alyssa Turtle, I believe, which is just chivalrous and, and, and kind and amazing. And shout out to Miss Rogers for doing that as well. Um, she said, you know, I already got swag from the from the um, from the pod. I don't need that. I just wanted to be in the contest just because just I, I love I love being a part of the group. So um, she gave her prize that she won in another contest to somebody else mm-hmm. just to go and show you what an amazing person Miss Antoinette is. I continue. Uh, she said, but I laughed the hardest at Alvin's reaction to Fran not knowing who Julia Roberts is. Uh, Cephas comes in and they kind of, you know, uh, come to save the day and, and help him out. And then Julia Roberts comes in and he goes, look, it's him. I caught him. And then, uh, is that Jess? That's Jess. You can, yeah, you know. I mean, do you not know who Julia Roberts is? Mm-mm. You don't know who Julia Roberts is? Friend. I don't think I've ever seen her before. What? Nope. Friend. What? You don't know who Julia Roberts is. I heard a name that I just don't. I don't you never seen I Pretty Woman? Nope. Aaron Brockovich? Nope. I, <laughs> I mean, she's America's sweetheart, man. I don't even know. That's shocking to me. Anyway, okay. <laughs> wow. Well, okay. Jess. Yep. Yes. Jess comes in. So this is the movie that you know Julia Roberts from. Uh, now, yeah. Wow. That is. I've never seen her before. That is shocking. What other movie she's in? Classic movies. Pretty Woman is one of America's most classic movies. Mm-hmm. Aaron Brockovich, she plays a lawyer who saves a town from a poisoned well. Nope. <sighs> I, 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 I mean, I, um, nope. But just a montage of those same situations would be great. 
Thank you all for your hard work and for sticking with it. Also for your media interaction. Much love from Mrs. Rogers. Uh, yes. Um, yes, Fran, um, did, I, do you know who Julia Roberts is now, or...? That's an actor, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah uh, that's an actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she did a little bit of acting mm-hmm. uh, now and in the past. And yeah, she's been around for a little bit, Julia, okay. Julia Roberts. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, so no, so you still haven't seen her in anything other than the movie that we watched for Serial and Serial? No. Okay, wow. Fran, I will give you $5 mm-hmm. if you can name me 10 actors. Only five of them can be black. I can't do 10. You that can't name happen. me 10 actors. Try. Maybe. All right. Please. All right. Five, only five can be black. Only five can be black? Only five can be black, They're my, man, they're my favorite actors. I, huh? They're my favorite actors, all black ones. Well, just humor me. You got one. All right. I'll let you get... You can have the one that we just said. So I do five black, five white. Yeah. Okay. Or I'll, five other, you know, if you know okay. other race. Let's see. Uh, how much time do I have? Just go, man. Okay. Um... Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio. What's your favorite Leo movie? Um, Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. Yep. Okay. Um, Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Favorite Matthew McConaughey movie? Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> Are you... <laughs> what, man? Okay, no. Okay, cool. <laughs> Leo, Matthew McConaughey. Um, let's see. Uh, what's the guy's name? I'm not helping you with a damn oh, thing. Oh, come on. Okay, I'm gonna switch over to black. Will Smith. Will Smith. Favorite Will Smith movie? Um, Seven Pounds. Okay, Seven Pounds. I like pounds. that movie. Um, Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington. Yeah. Favorite Denzel movie? Um, the one where he saves his son. I don't remember the name. Oh, John Q. Yeah. Okay, that cool. Yep. Uh, that's four. Um, Martin. Martin what? Bad Boys. Martin Lawrence. Yeah, Martin. What else are we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Martin Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> What's okay. that? How many is that? That's five. That's five Martin black? Martin Lawrence, Bad Boys. I mean, that's a mix. Okay. Oh, that's five all together. Yeah, that's five all together. Okay. Um, this is mind, blank. This is mind blowing to me. Five. Five that's actors. Five. Yeah. There's more than five actors in the <laughs> Avengers movies. <laughs> I don't remember their names. <laughs> so you can only name, you can't name, a woman. A woman? Um, Holly Berry. <laughs> favorite, favorite Holly Berry movie? Um, you just know who Holly Berry is, because you just know Holly Berry. Yeah, Jada Pinkett. <laughs> <laughs> What's the movie? Matrix. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Holly Berry. You don't know any Holly Berry movies? Uh, the one where she's on the phone. The phone movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the Halle Berry movies. No, the one where she's like the emergency uh, call lady. All right, cool. Okay. What's that one? I don't know. I didn't see that movie. You didn't see that movie? No. It was a good movie. Oh, I'm sure it. it was. Halle Berry, right. Jada Pinkett in The Matrix. Yep. You got three more. Julia Roberts. <laughs> Favorite movie? Um, Secret in Their Eyes. Pretty Woman. <laughs> you didn't even see that movie. <laughs> I gave you that one. I let you use it. That's fine. That's fine. Two more. Uh, Home Stretch. Two more. Hmm. This is amazing. Um, The Rock. <laughs> Favorite The Rock movie? Uh, Fast and Furious. <laughs> and one more? That's one. Vin Diesel. <laughs> Favorite movie? Fast and Furious. 
All right, great, man. <laughs> All right, cool. So I'm glad you're, you know, you're, you're, um, I'm glad doing the serial and serial really, you know, broadens your uh, theatrical tastes and enjoyment of films and, and knowledge of actors. And uh, so I'm, I'm glad to see that. Uh, I gave you 10. I, you said 10, I gave you 10. You did. Hey, man. <laughs> I'm not fighting you, man. Good job. Uh, yeah, that was free. I, I owe you $5. Uh, uh, <laughs> Um, this is actually our last email that we have before okay. we have we're gonna play our one audio submission which I appreciate very much I, you know somebody going and taking the time to do it but this is our last written one <clears throat> so this is from Alex Fisher Alex Fisher said hi Alvin and Fran I found your podcast by sheer chance on Spotify hmm. and now I'm a regular listener Okay. I like true crime but what keeps me coming back is your awesome friendship silly banter and honest perspectives on current events in terms of favorite moments from the podcast, I think the entire story of Sankey Lollaman was incredible, mm. and I have listened to it several times. That, uh, that and the editing was amazing. I've really enjoyed getting to know you both through the podcast and wish you all the best. Alvin, with your impeding wedding, Sierra sounds like the cutest person who, hmm. that ever lived. She's up there. Thank you very much <laughs> for that. Uh, and... Uh, Fran, with your son on the way and with falling asleep during the movies. One of those things is great and one of them will never change. Uh, and uh, speaking of which, I really miss Serial and Serial. Are you thinking about doing another episode sometime soon? Uh, Fran, share the Reese's with Alvin. That would uh, be sending happy. good vibes, Alex. Thank you so much, Alex. That was very kind and much appreciated. Thank you. And um, <laughs> yes, I would love to do Serial and Serial again at some mm -hmm. point. Uh just listening to some of the clips that we've um that we've done mm -hmm. and I mean that we've played today and, and um um some more that are gonna get played. It's fun. I love doing cereal and cereal. Yeah. But it just stuff takes time. You know, yeah. like I said, this is free. We do this for free. So you gotta try to find the time and work around the schedule to, to do things like that. But I would love to do cereal and cereal again mm -hmm. in the future. Um so the answer is yes. But T B D. I don't know, yep. I can't give you a, a date. Of when yeah. that's happening but we definitely would love to do cereal and cereal sometime soon um it, another clip that i would love to play um because somebody mentioned an episode in an email that had a part that i didn't know what it was i couldn't find it but i actually found a you know we do you know we sometimes we fall into sketches and, and whatnot here yeah and i stumbled upon one of what i think is one of our greatest performances mm -hmm. so i would love to um play that for everybody and uh, just, you know, I think this is Oscar worthy, Emmy worthy, mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, Fran, you really brought it. I don't know if you remember this is one of your one mm -hmm. of your best performances, in my opinion. So I'm going to go ahead and play that right now. All right. So in 1974, Brandt got a degree on electronics and became a radar specialist. In 1986, he married his longtime girlfriend, Terry, who had been told about his past and had accepted it. Ride or die. Yeah. Um. Who, nope. How do you tell? <laughs> how do you tell that story to somebody, and they're like, you know what? Well, your past is your past, you know. So yeah. I, I don't think you're that person anymore. Well, you know, something for anybody who listens to Serial and Serial, we just watched, uh, you know, who took Johnny and Paul Benassi is a married man with a child. So yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, uh, so I, I never mind. It's like I just want to get all you know all my skeletons out there that you know I shot my mother. My, 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 I shot and killed my mother. And shot my dad in the back. I intended Almost for him to die my baby as well. Sister, yeah. yeah. You know, so I just okay, to put that's that out cool. There. You know, I, we can get past. Or that. went like, or went like, um, <laughs> oh, you want to do? Let's do it. Let's do a thing. Okay. Um, you be, you be, uh, 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 this dude. Brent. Right? 
Yeah, okay. I'm gonna be a, a female, right? Okay, okay, all right, okay, and go. So, you know, I just, you know, I really like you, and it's our second date, so I just wanted to, you know, put some things out there. Um, I do have a child, and um, I am a divorcee. Me and my husband just didn't work out, so, you know, I had to do what I had to do. Um, but we are not together anymore. We don't associate. He pays his child support on time, and, you know, I just really hope that that doesn't... I'm sorry I didn't tell you that up front, but I just wanted to get all my skeletons out there and, you know, um, just let you know that, you know, I'm in, I'm in this 100%. But, you know, so, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I know that's crazy, but, you know, you really, I'm, you know, you couldn't top that. But, like, so, like, you don't have anything, like, you have anything you need to tell me, <laughs> you know? It's just, let's just be open. Let's get it out there. I don't, I feel like this is, like, don't, I don't have any skeletons either, but, uh, oh, I don't think this one is really that bad. You know, I had a yeah, yeah, okay. I had a misdemeanor when I was thirteen. Okay, yeah, that's right, whatever. We're kids, you know. Like everybody yeah, gets into I things, just, you know. Uh, yeah, it's just nothing crazy. I shot and killed my mom. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Uh, I said I shot and killed my mom, and I tried to kill my dad. Shot him also, and my mom was uh, pregnant with my baby sister oh, at my the time. God. Oh, uh, and the baby. And, yeah. Oh. Uh, and I tried to kill my sister, but you know, oh, oh the gun jam. So you know, I don't think that's. I think you had more of a difficult time than I did. Oh, yes. Um, um excuse me, madam. Would you like more wine? I, I am fine. Um, thank you. Um, so and then you, what happened? You did you go to you went to jail, right? No, they didn't charge me because I was thirteen at the time. So uh, I just had to go to a, a psychiatrist. Uh huh. But they couldn't prove me. They couldn't see. They couldn't. I didn't have anything wrong with me, so, you know. Right. Just You just killed your mom I and, just, your, and yeah. you shot your dad. Nothing yeah. wrong, though. Nothing, yeah. I don't think it's yeah. anything serious. Okay. Um. So will you marry me? I will. Yes, and see. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, wow. Please, 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 please. Hold your applause. Fran. Oh. A revelation. Yeah. That was, that was, that was beautiful, man. You put yeah. in the work for that. I think I did. You were in that, man. That that was that was hard work that you put in on that. Um, that was that was that was art. Yeah. That, I don't. There's no other, really other way to put that. That was um. I was proud of that moment. We're looking back, and when I listened to that, I was like, man, we we put our foot in that. Yeah. I blanked yeah. out. I don't even remember. You don't even. Yeah. You you were so you, yeah. you you fell so deep into that character. Yeah. That you were that killer. Yeah. And you were telling that story of shooting both your parents, who and one of which was pregnant. Um. Yeah. No. That was um. That was a nut. I don't even remember that story, but it must have been nuts. <laughs> uh, that was, yeah, I don't remember that one, but yeah, uh, yeah no, um, yeah, you did that, man. That was a good job. Appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, no, that you know, I appreciate, I appreciate you because you came through for that one. Uh, actually, funny enough, um, when I was setting that up, I saw, I talked about an email in which somebody mentioned that episode. I hadn't read that email, so I lied to you guys. I have one more email to read okay. and then one to play. This email is from Tiffany Espinoza. Mm -hmm. Tiffany Espinoza said, Hey, Alvin and Fran, I've been binging your pod like crazy these past few days, and I'm loving your vibe and flavor. Okay. okay. Yeah, we out here, man. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. We, we came to inject that into the genre. Yeah. You know, because it was a flavorless genre. Yep. Shout out, no disrespect to my favorite murder last podcast on the left, you know, uh, Sword and Scale, but those are flavorless podcasts. You know, we came to bring the heat and, 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 bring, that, and bring that urban culture cultural style and flair that we came to bring yep so i appreciate that you picked up what we were putting down yep. tiffany espinosa <laughs> okay so she said um she said my favorite moment so far is from episode 42 a murderer from motown i was listening to it in my at my desk and almost peed my pants every time Alvin said, mm, 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 you disappoint me, Tiffany, which again, I don't remember this, yeah. but this is from the episode that I just played. I wasn't able to find this moment, but this was from the episode where we did that little play. Okay. And, um, 
But yeah, apparently I said something so funny she almost peed her pants. And wow. it was in the same episode. I thought that was pretty hysterical. She passed right over that and yeah. mm-mm, Tiffany got her. So, you know, comedy... Some, some com- stuff land different, Yeah, right? comedy's subjective, man. Yeah. I, I can't tell people what's funny and what's not funny. I'm glad she found some humor in the episode even though it wasn't what we put the most work into. Yeah. You know, I thought it was an Oscar-worthy performance but the, mm-mm, Tiffany, sometimes the, the little things do it. Yeah. Those little small things. One of my favorite jokes of all time is, mm, how long have you all been eating poop? That's from an episode of... Uh, Rick and Morty the Pickle Rick, Rick episode when mm-hmm. they go to the therapist there's all kind of comedy jokes and long winded things and all that kind of stuff yeah. but there's just this one scene where this black the principal of the school comes out of the therapist's office and he's like oh good to see you guys uh, I didn't know you guys came here too how long have you all been eating poop and they go oh. we have never done that <laughs> and he goes oh I'm not get me neither and then he leaves it's and it's just something so subtle about yeah. it is, I, I think about it at work yeah. and I almost crash yeah some stuff you know, I'll, I'll be watching stuff and then stuff will be looking at me like I'm crazy. Yeah. I'll be dying laughing. Some stuff lands differently. Right? <laughs> you want to know the funniest thing that's ever been said on camera to me and, and I can't even explain why? What? The Half-Baked, the movie Half-Baked. Yes. There's an actor in that at the end of the movie. He plays like the big time drug dealer in the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the friends, Dave Chappelle and you know all of them, they have their own rival drug company. Mm-hmm. Well, this drug dealer gets sick of it and he takes some hostage and they get in a fight at the end of the movie and he has the Cuban... The Cuban friend in a hot in a chokehold yeah. with a gun to his head, and they're like, "Let him go, man." This is the way it's gonna work. I'm gonna take your little Mexican friend with me, and I'm gonna kill him. No, I'm Cuban B. Yes, Cuban B. <laughs> like he, like he just didn't even. Well, he wasn't even listening to him. I don't know why it's so funny. I don't know if it was written in the script. I don't know if the dude just improv that line. Uh, but it is one of the funniest things for somebody to go like, "No, nah, man, I'm this," and you go, "Ah, yeah," and just say it like, and didn't even doesn't even make sense the way he said it. Yo, I'm Cuban B. Ah, yes, Cuban B. I don't know why he said it to this day. It's one of the funniest things ever. <laughs> it's one of the funniest moments in cinema history to me. And if somebody, if I played that for somebody, they'd go, what? Yeah. Why, what? Why are you on the floor? You know, so I, I get it. Uh, Tiffany, you disappoint me. Hit Tiffany. You know what it is? Her name's Tiffany. I just realized that. I don't know. Uh, I just I just caught on to that. Her name's Tiffany Espinosa. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was like me saying Tiffany in the episode. She was like, "Oh, that's my name." I guess so. I think, that makes I guess, sense. I, I, I make almost pee your pants. Yeah, I, don't know. I never like pee my pants laughing when the guy's like, "Alvin." Oh, and Alvin and the Chipmunks because mm. he's like, "That's my name." Yeah, <laughs> that's hysterical. That's me. Yeah, but hey, you know, comedy. You get that a lot. Oh, God, I don't even. I don't <laughs> <laughs> back to back to the back to the email. She said, I also enjoyed Sierra joining in on the Red Dragon episode. I hope to hear more from her, especially about the fresh ghosts. And I do have that clip pulled. Thank you. She said, best Tiffany Espinosa. I'm actually going to play that clip right now because I do have that pulled. Okay. Oh, you know, whatever. He's doing his, he's doing his investigatory thing. Yeah. Right. And then. I, can I say something? A side yeah, note. You can say whatever you want. Didn't you think it was weird that he went to that house by himself at night? Hell no would I be there at that crime scene by myself. You did, a make, murderer you, just... you, you did make a comment about that. And, and while we're on that, you also mentioned the thing about fresh ghosts. <laughs> and I'd like you to... I'd like, I yeah, wouldn't I, go there because it'd be haunted well, she said, well, what she said was, why would you go to the house there? That now I was like, well, it's a police crime scene. He's a cop. I'm sure He's they're not concerned. He's there at night by himself. I'm sure, they're not, I'm sure they're not concerned about 
Fresh people come in there to get them. And fresh she's like, ghosts? Well, she goes, well, but ghosts. And I, I go, said it's and, haunted. And I, you said it's haunted. I, yeah, yeah I she said goes, it's haunted. And she goes, it's haunted. And I go, yeah, but like, they just died. And she goes, well, you know, fresh ghosts. <laughs> like they're new? Yeah, like yeah. A ter- that's a term I've never heard. Also, I don't fresh think that ghosts. Go- when is the last time, whenever somebody describes a ghost, it's always from like 300 years ago. No, There's never I, a story of like a ghost so. with an iPad. I've never heard of somebody being they like, don't have an and iPad. I saw a boy with with a with a iPhone XS walking around in the basement. It's always like, I saw a boy with chains and a paper boy hat on. Like, there's no fresh ghost. I fresh would ghost. not be in that. I Casper. Yeah, you know, it's always something. Yeah, it's always something crazy. Like, Casper. and this is 2003. You know, old. So there wasn't like, oh uh, yeah, I saw a boy on a razor scooter with a CD player. Uh, no, I'm just saying. A fresh ghost. Their energy, wow. the bad energy, had to have still been in the house, and he's in there chilling by himself. Mm. Yes, yeah, so that was my my, the, my future wife and mother of my children potentially, you know, breaking down to us about fresh ghosts. Um, still don't fully understand what a fresh ghost is, but you know, more power to her. Yeah, you know, um, I think I get it. It's like I get it. Like the the energy's so new. Hmm. Is what I imagine she means, but I don't believe in ghosts anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, do you believe I in, do. Do you believe in ghosts? Since the other day. What happened the other day? Well, we were sleep. Do right? tell, please. Yeah, we were sleep, and uh, we have this. It's like this a basket where you put dirty clothes in. Yeah, right that's the where bed. they go usually, huh? Yeah, and the, <laughs> yeah, the lamp sitting on top. Oh, on top of the basket. On top of the basket. Okay. Ran to the bed, and I hear it was bing, and I was sleep. I heard it. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't like, yeah, you weren't. If alert. there's something in there, man, then I don't even know. <laughs> this is a terrible thing to say yes, me the having a family, the <laughs> but <laughs> I told stuff. I was like, yes, the head of the house. I heard it. Uh, something, in but there. I, don't I don't know. know. If I, I don't know if I was gonna get up. <laughs> so she, she got. She's like, did you see that? And I look. I got up, and the lamp was on the floor. And the lamp was in the couldn't be more in the center of this basket than it it was. Right, and it was on the floor. As I was like, damn, we might have ghosts in here. It just fell over. I don't know if it fell the, out of the basket. Was Jasper in the room? No. Mm. She was wild. Yeah, and she that, she been creeped she been creeped out for the past couple of days. But that's strange. That's strange. She was wild. Yeah, that's strange. <laughs> that's strange. I'll give you that strange. Yeah. I can't explain it, but I'm sure there's an explanation for it. I think I probably hit it when I was like. Was asleep. it on the bed? No, it was next to the bed. Okay. Yeah, you could have. I think, yeah. I think my arm might have hit yeah, it. Yeah. I just don't remember. Yeah, something like but. that, man. I'm sure there's an explanation. Or ghosts are real. Um, I have mm-hmm. not had any in, in interactions like that. Mm-hmm. I've had um, like night terrors mm-hmm. where like you wake up in the middle of the night and it you like a, a coat rack looks like yeah. a monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had But that. then like you rub your eyes and it's the coat rack. Yeah. Scare shit out, you know. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, no doubt. Oh, undoubtedly. Like I, I was terrified when it happened. But um, I haven't had any kind of thing where I heard a thing or, mm-hmm. you know, not in this house especially. Like, not, not, But Sierra won't go in the basement at all if I'm not here. Mm-hmm. Um, but admittedly, I, I'm not afraid to admit. I don't have any kids. But if Sierra's not here... Like we have a you know we have a basement and yeah. there wasn't a tenant in the basement. there is now but there wasn't a tenant in the basement at a point and if Sierra goes out of town I lock the door to the basement yeah like but that's not for ghosts that's like what if a burglar breaks in downstairs and comes yeah. upstairs yeah there then the door's locked you know so mm-hmm. that's why I do that um uh, no I don't know if I believe in the um, you know afterlife yeah. other than that, I don't vision. I don't believe in ghosts but. I don't believe in the ghost I think I think there's I think there's the next thing mm-hmm. I think we die and something else happens I don't think it's like I died and now I'm just like in this house now. You know, I don't. I think it's so. 
beyond our concept of what happens after this, it's so broad and, and ununderstandable that we can't even co- conceive what it is. Right. It's not going to be like, oh, it's like, it's like I'm dead, but I'm just like a ghost, and I got the same clothes on I had when I died. That's yeah. so small minded and human. What happens is so much bigger than that. Yeah, that I can't believe that it's like a ghost. I don't. I, I can't believe in ghosts. Mm-hmm. As much as I believe something else happens, I think that's so. You know how like I believe in aliens, right? Mm-hmm. There's no way aliens look anything like what we think they look like because that's a human brain creating the idea of a human. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's that's how I know. We aren't getting it right, mm-hmm. you know. It can't be any of the movies we've seen. They have tentacles and whatever. It can't be right because a human thought of it. Yeah, we haven't seen it. We have no concept of it. A planet when they these movies where they go to other planets and those planets have like trees, but the trees are just like neon trees. Yeah, it's just it's it's that's the human brain create. I don't think there's gonna be like trees in the in the concept of what we think they are. Mm-hmm. So none of that stuff can be right because it's just it's filtered through our brain. Yeah, and we haven't seen it. So. I do believe something happens after you pass. I don't think it's like, oh, man, I'm like, ghost me now. Mm-hmm. You know? And I mean, what could have happened at your house could have been, like, energy. That's yeah. a... You know, sure. But I don't know, man. It's just... I don't believe in aliens. I don't believe in fresh ghosts. Um, but everybody's entitled to believe what they believe. Because yeah. who knows who's right and who's wrong? Right. Um, that's my, my that's my take on that. I don't really have anything else to say about ghosts. But um, I wanted to play another clip from that actually, that same episode of Red Dragon. Actually, this is from Serial and Serial is, you know, is making me want to do it again. Uh, we had a discussion about knife play. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to play that clip really quick because I thought that was pretty funny. And, uh, and uh, you know, people, I think people will agree with me. You'll understand what I'm saying when we play it. But I think people, more people understand where I'm coming from than you guys made it out to see. And that's all I have to say. Here's the clip. Sees that it says sweetbreads. He has the little light bulb look on his mm. face, turns around, stab! That's that pause everybody like, oh shit. Yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, oh, sweetbreads. He's looking at formulas or recipes to cook brains of people. It's him. Mm. Um, he turns around, gets stabbed. Hannibal Lecter, it's, very, it's a very sexual stab. Stabbing in, is always, whenever you see it in a show, it's always very um, sexual. And it makes me uncomfortable. Like Whenever somebody gets stabbed in a movie or a show, they get stabbed. And they're like, stabbing, they're like... Just let it happen. Like they whisper in your ear. It's very like, it's very uh, insertive, like a penis. It's very phallic. Stab the stabbing, the stabbing motion. It is. You never any any anything you've seen. Look, remember what I'm saying. And when you watch like a prison thing or anything, when somebody gets stabbed, it's always like a stab. And they're like, yeah, they yeah, like whisper. Or they're like, yeah, or they're like, yeah, they're like take, take it. Yeah, like oh, yeah, take just, it. Shh, 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 shh. It'll all be over soon. Exactly. It's it's very sexual stabbing. Stabbing is very sexual. So when he stabbed him, it was re- it was weird. Then he like he like he's like I got more dick for you because he like slid the the mm. knife up where you know he's like that's not what I was thinking at all. When no, I seen. no, am I weird? Yes. Oh, I'm weird because yes. I thought about him getting a dick in his and guts. Dicks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, weird me. No, yeah. other people thought it too. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, not me. See, all right, <laughs> that's cool. So, so that's cool. Um, that's fine. So not you guys, but like other people listening definitely thought about yeah. that. Yeah. And then he slid yeah. it. He's... All right. Yeah. So that was our discussion about knife play. Um, Fran, that was a while ago. I think you've come around to what I was saying in a sense. Stabbing is a kind of a sexual act. You know, it's very like insertive and, and, and things like that. So you see where I was coming from with what I was saying. Ah. Uh. Okay. Um, nah, bro. Not even a little bit. Nope. Okay. Well, um, 
I think you just are stuck in 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 these uh these heteronormative and these masculinity. You don't think about knives and penises and all this kind of stuff. I'm comfortable with myself, man. So I have no problem saying that the the act of stabbing is like sexual. How and, is somebody dying before their eyes, right uh, in front of their eyes? Yeah. And you're saying that that's like them getting a dick. And that's their- not what I said. I said the act of stabbing. But I'm talking about you. Uh huh. How do you? How is somebody? There's a scene going on. Somebody's dying, about to die. Yeah, see, stabbed. no, because nature. No, 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 no. Can I finish? Okay. Yeah. Getting stabbed to death. Uh huh. <laughs> and you're saying that that's that's like them getting a dick. I don't understand that. No, no, no. How, but how was that coming into your head? Them getting stabbed with the no. What you're trying to make it out to be is like I made it like, ooh, this is hot, and that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the act of stabbing somebody, there's a lot of parallels to sex when doing it. Also, slash rape, you know, because it's like it's forcing stabbing and speaking to people in their ear and whispering and, and, and telling them like, yeah, and like, yeah, take it. It's very, it's sexual for the stabber, not for the person being stabbed. Mm-hmm. I wasn't watching that like, oh, shit, yeah, it's like a sex scene. I'm just meaning that, I just mean the there act. What? That's kind of, that's kind of the, that's, you just said that. No. That is not what I just said. <laughs> what I just said was, for the stabber, the act of stabbing mm-hmm. can come across like they are getting some kind of se- sexual gratis- gratification from mm-hmm. it. And I think that that is true. I'm sure there are you know articles and, 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 and psychological textbooks to back that up. Yeah. Now, the part about you know him like, oh, I got more dick for you, that might have been crossing the line mm-hmm. a little bit. I'm, but... I, I wasn't like in the moment thinking that while I was watching it. Okay. I just was saying after the fact, us talking about it, I was like, oh, then he kind of like went deeper into him. Yeah. Like a penis. No. No? No. Okay. Well, you know, to each his own, movies are interpreted different by everybody. Yep. So what I saw in that scene was he was up in his guts, you know, with, with a knife. Terrible wording, man. The movie was the movie, man. He <laughs> stabbed right. him in his guts. Um, and, you know, so, you know, shout out to Tiffany Espinosa for reminding us about Red Dragon and me going back and pulling yeah. those couple of clips. Great times. Uh, yes, we definitely will do Serial and Serial soon, you know, at some point in the future because it is a fun time. Um, now, finally, I can made to be not a liar and I'm going to play the one audio submission. I appreciate all the submissions that we got from everybody. This has been this has been super fun reflecting and going back and playing yeah. old clips and just all those kind of stuff, but there was one person who sent us in an actual audio clip mm-hmm. which takes more effort and yeah. I appreciate it very much. And um so this is actually this was submitted by um Nikki Park, another person who's in the Facebook group. She contributes you know, she, she she talks, but she's not super active. But I know she's there. You know, she's a presence. And I appreciate her. And so what we're going to... Um, so what she said was, and b- before I play the clip, she said, Hey, AM fam, that's cool. That's what the cool kids say, right? <laughs> she said, I attached a voice, a voice recording of one of my favorite moments. Congratulations on 100 episodes. So much love, Nikki Park. And I'm going to play her audio clip right now. Hello, Fran and Alvin. Um, First, congratulations on your 100th episode. What I wanted to share with you is probably, I don't know if it's necessarily my favorite moment of the entire podcast because there are too many, but it is definitely the moment that I was like, I'm obsessed with this podcast. This is perfect, and I want to be in their community. I want to talk with them on Facebook. 
So it was, I actually took notes. So it was the Dick Chase and the Twin Terrors episode from July 16th, 2018. And it starts at one hour, 25 minutes and 54 seconds. Fran is talking about Richard Chase. And he said how Richard Chase told the police that if he, the house he was going to had the door locked, he took that as a sign that he wasn't supposed to go in it. And all Alvin said was, well, yeah, that's what they do mean. And I laughed so hard at that line that I immediately paused the podcast and I found the Facebook group and I said, I joined this Facebook group to share with you how funny I think this, <laughs> this little throwaway line was. And there are just so many moments like that that just crack me up. So that's it. Um, you guys do such great job and I love being a part of your Facebook community and I can't wait for the next hundred episodes. Thanks guys. Ah, yes, that was Nikki. Thank you so much, Nikki. Uh, diligent note taking in that uh, recording. So you can go find that moment. I want to just hurt, let her talk. You know, I didn't want to jump in and play the mm -hmm. clip. If you want to hear the clip, she gives you the episode, the timestamp. Yeah everything and uh yes I, I love the facebook community as well i love it continues to grow uh, we've had no incidents in it except that fucking douche nozzle who was he got mad because we didn't like the little Nas x song that much mm. and he just was like man y'all suck fuck this group and he left really and then, but everybody rallied around was like what a cry baby what it what you know uh so that was a very funny moment other than that there's been no real major kind of incidents you mm. know no crazy inappropriateness anything like that nothing that i've had to like because we're all adults is how I look yeah. at it. That's how I, I don't do too much management unless somebody comes to me and brings something to my attention. That is, I'm like, that's blatantly. Sometimes stuff is objectively offensive. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, this movie doesn't suck. Why is it, you know? But some stuff is like, eh, we're all adults, man. Like, yeah. stop talking back or stop, end the conversation. Mm -hmm. Agree to disagree. That's the easiest thing to do sometimes, you know? You know, sometimes conversations get a little heated. People are on opposite sides of conversations and they don't end with like, we agree, mm -hmm. and that's fine. So, yes, I love the Facebook community as well. Shout out to Nikki Park. Um, I appreciate you taking the time because, like I said, we got a bunch of dope emails. I read every email that we got, I mm -hmm. believe. I don't think yeah. we got any other emails. And we got a bunch of dope emails, and everybody, you know, wrote really nice things and their favorite moments. But Nikki took the time out and, like, got a recorder, took use her phone or whatever, yeah. and, like, sent us in an audio clip. And I think that's super dope. So, um Shout out to Nikki Park. Shout out to everybody that sent something in. Shout out to everybody that listens. If you didn't send anything, that's that's fine. You know, yeah. it's cool. If you listen and you enjoy what we do, uh, you know, we appreciate it, you know. And um, continue to spread the word and we'll be here. And like I said, it's Columbus Day. Or, it's, I'm sorry, tomorrow is a federally, it's Columbus Day, but fuck Christopher Columbus. And, you know, uh, indigenous people uh, holiday as the official holiday. Let's get that going because mm -hmm. he was a syphilis spreading idiot who thought he found a country where people were already living there. Mm -hmm. That's not how that works. <laughs> um, if I find your wallet, I didn't find a wallet. I found somebody's wallet. I yeah. can't just be like, this is, a, oh, it's my wallet now. Yeah. I'll name it Pete. And it's like, that's not my wallet's name. It's my wallet. <laughs> well, I don't care. You, I'm taking it and everything in, in it belongs to me now. Yep. Like, okay, well, that's not how, not how things are supposed to work. Um, it's been a journey, man. It yeah. has been a lot of episodes, a lot of stories. What I wanted to do to close things out, um, we've done a lot of rants and stories and, you know, news stories and good vibes and everything like that. What is one of the more fucked up shit stories that 
um, you remember um, researching and telling that have stuck with you through a hundred episodes, you know, you still think about from time to time and, and like why, and why is that as well? I'd love to hear that from you. Um, the story about Harrison Marty Graham was, it's probably, no, it is my favorite. What was that? A door creak. My house isn't haunted, man. It's fine. It was a door creak. Why? Because uh, there's another person living here. and I've So your door just moves? Not that door. It was downstairs door. Oh. I don't have ghosts in here, man. I, had, I saged my house. Okay. We'll get you some sage after the show. You'll be right. fine. We'll sage your house. Anywho. Um, yeah, so Harrison Marty Graham is my favorite story because um, I sat there. I went on uh, Murderpedia, uh-huh. read that whole story, and then as I was reading that story, like I got the goosebumps reading that story. Absolutely. And as I as I was reading, I remember texting you like, "Yo, I got him. this one is crazy." Yeah. So and um, the reason why I liked it is because I was so fascinated with the um, with the multiple personality. Yeah. Part yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah. How somebody can just snap and be one person, then ten minutes later can be a complete different person. For sure. That is wild to me. Yeah. That shit is wild. That's nuts. I the, still the, don't the even brain know. can do I, that. I still. I until I, we, we talked about in that I remember that episode we talked about a documentary that was like on Netflix yeah. where a British person had multiple personalities and we we saw them like switch in and out and yeah. be a little boy and all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. I still don't know if I believe it because it's so hard to believe yeah. but I've seen I've seen it yeah. and heard stories of it like you told but it's still just so it's hard for me to fathom it's crazy that somebody can just have other like split personalities inside yeah. of their brain yeah it's just and then I learned that with you having um, multiple personalities, if they say the example, if you're daydreaming, uh-huh. people that that have th- people that have split personalities when they daydream, they can't snap out of the daydream. Us being, I guess you could say, normal, uh-huh. we can just snap out. If we daydream, we can snap yeah. out of it and just we'll move on. Right. But those people can't. They can't do that. Wow. So that's just that shit is wild. And then just him, you know, one of the big parts of the story was um, to people he was just. This nice guy, for sure, religious guy like his mom, and then he was a handyman. Yeah, they knew him as a handyman. The kids knew him as the puppet, the yeah, puppet he had guy, a monster puppet. Yeah, right. And it's yeah. just, and then you had the other Marty was the, the serial killer guy, right? So it's just that seems exhausting to me. Yeah, for How you do to you have enough hours in the day <laughs> like to that be is, all those people. That is wild. I have a hard time being me all day. <laughs> exactly. So it's like for you to do that, and then I just thought that story stuck with me. It's just it was crazy. I still think about this story all yeah, the time. That's a, that's a very that's a doozy, man. Yeah. For me, it's been a lot of ones, and there's ones that stick out for other for different reasons. Mm-hmm. The one that sticks out to me the most is just more of an impact of like where we're from, and you know, people that we've known who have done things and gone away, mm-hmm. and and things like that. Um, I did a story about this kid named Yummy Sandifer. Um, he was from Chicago. He was no older than 13 years old. And he was in Gangster Disciples. This kid was sixty pounds, soaking wet, like four eight, mm-hmm. and he killed his next door neighbor. But he killed his next door neighbor by accident for his for his gang. Yeah, I remember they that. Uh, they wanted him to do something to somebody, but he shot somebody by accident. And they turned on him and they they killed him. Yeah, and he he was on the run. He you know he was trying to you know get out of town mm-hmm. and somebody from his gang pulled up on him and it's believed that they were like yeah man we'll get you out of here and they drove him under a bridge and, yeah. and, and killed him you know and we all know a yummy 
Mm -hmm. know, if you come from an inner city community, you know that kid that just wanted to fit in, wanted to be like the older kids. And when you come from that neighborhood, the older if the older kids are banging, you're going to end up banging because yeah. you want to prove yourself. You want to be down or whatever, you yeah. know. Yeah, Yummy was 11 years old. This story happened 25 years ago. And like I said, I've done a bunch of crazy stories, like the mm -hmm. Michelle Blair story and serial killers and all that kind of stuff. But it was something so personal to to me about this story because I have family members that are yummy. Mm -hmm. You know, we went to school with kids that are yummy, yeah. you know, and all this kind of stuff. And um, it was just something about this kid being his own community ate him, you know, like the, it, it, it swallowed him up. He didn't, mm -hmm. you know, 11 years old. That's as far as he made it. And this kid was just on go. He mm -hmm. he was he just wanted to be down. Whatever you need to do and whatever you need me to do, I'll do it because I just want to prove myself. And those same people that he was dying to prove himself to ended up being the ones that killed him. Mm -hmm. And I just think it's such a metaphor in that. That like just live your life for self, man. Yeah. Because you die alone. You know, like these people, people, these people, you don't need to prove yourself to people. We live in a world where it's like, I want to show people on Instagram what I'm doing. Yeah. And I want to put Facebook statuses up and say these things that I'm doing. And you might not even be fully at the position to do it yet. Right. You just feel like you are or you just want to lie. Yeah. We know people that just straight up lie. Yeah. About what they're doing in their life so people can go, man, that's so awesome. And you're doing great. And you aren't. But mm. you just want the gratification. Yeah. And that's all what that's all Yummy wanted was gratification. He just wanted somebody to tell him he was dope, and you're the funny kid, or you're cool, or whatever. And he 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 sought that from the wrong people. Yeah. And it's just something about that, you know, the fact that both of us, you know, made it past 21 and mm -hmm. living a good life and starting our own families and all that kind of stuff, and just people that are that I know people that will never get a chance to do that. Yeah. And and Yummy's one of them. And so when I read that story, it was just so sad, mm -hmm. you know, it's so sad that somebody for the sake of proving themselves ended up being killed at the hand of those people he was trying to prove himself to. Yeah. It's just something so crazy about that to me. Um, and it stuck out to me for all the reasons that I just said, but also, you know, I'm obsessed with cults, mm -hmm. you know, that's like my thing. Mm -hmm. So gang life is kind of a cult. Yeah. When you really, you know, to to initiate yourself that deep and indoctrinate yourself into that culture and there are people above you and hierarchies and these rules and this person's a slime and this person's a this and this person's a that. And I don't we don't like them because they're from over here and all this rules that don't make sense. If you were to write them down on a piece of paper and just hand them to a civilian. Yeah. That you would go. This is what you believe. Yeah. You would look at this, these things like you look at Scientology mm -hmm. or, you know, Hale-Bopp comment or Jim Jones. You would go, this is what this is why you do the things that you do. Mm -hmm. This is why you have a giant number, a street number tattooed on your face. You know, like, so I think there's a lot of cult elements to that gang life. You get indoctrinated. They, they indoctrinate you at such a young age mm -hmm. before your brain is cooked enough to go, I don't, this is stupid. And some people grow up and they realize that. And some people don't ever get a chance to grow up because yeah. they get indoctrinated so early and they end up doing something dumb. And now they're in the they're in the criminal system. They're in and out of jail or they get murdered and mm -hmm. they never get a chance to grow up and go, oh, that was dumb. What I was dumb doing. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it's pretty crazy. You yeah. Know what I mean? Well, let me let me ask you a question. What you know, what started you as far as getting the true crown? What was what was the beginning? Funny enough, the discussion when we were just discussing it was it was it had to be first forty eight, okay, you know, because that was the first thing. You see people solving crimes, yeah, 
mm-hmm. you know, and, and and you might not even have known it because of the format of that show. It was like a reality show, mm-hmm. but you didn't you 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 were watching a detective find clues and you know interview people and a lot of the episodes are just people telling them themselves so yeah. it, that makes the police police's job a lot easier but they mm-hmm. are going to you know crime scenes and talking to the victim's family and breaking mm-hmm. the news to people and all that kind of stuff there's something about that emotional roller coaster shout out to Vivian Green mm-hmm. um of that show that made me go oh wow like this is interesting it didn't make me want to be a cop or anything like that yeah. but it, I was interested in that job and then I went to I, when I was in high school I took a psychology class and I got introduced to um, the show Criminal Minds by my psychology teacher and that is like it's fake but they they base it off a lot of real serial killers mm-hmm. and they're doing they're using a, re- a lot of real like psychopathy and stuff in that show that you can learn from mm-hmm. about like you know handwriting techniques and what they mean and they, they make a lot of references to a lot of psychological things and from there that's when I got my like obsession with like how the brain works yeah the people that do those things, like they don't have empathy and how can you not have empathy and mm-hmm. sociopaths and all that kind of stuff. That's where it came from for me. It just, it was a gradual, you know, mm-hmm. like you, one yeah. thing, you know, you step in stones and then, and then got into true crime podcasting and listening to those. And I was like, that's cool. But like, where's the black people? And yeah. Then we're here. Yeah. Know? What about you? For me, it was like, it's, Basically the same. Mm-hmm. I used to watch CSI was my show. Yeah. I mean, CSI is a little extra. Yeah, it's still and it's still so yeah, many still, other yeah. <laughs> it's CSI's now. Yeah, but again, it was all most of just them trying to solve it. Yeah. So that was I was more focused on, whoa, they use that to do that. Yeah. And to yeah. find that person. And yeah. then when you start seeing other stuff and it goes like that person did what? Yeah. That person killed up and do you and that's when at a I mean, I I watch CSI. I don't know how when I first started trying to see it, so maybe I was a teenager, but mm-hmm. it's like when you get older, you go, somebody's capable of yeah. doing something like that to another human being. Is like, and that's when the whole that's when you get into the the whole um, the mental part of it. Yeah. Where you're like, Absolutely. oh, these people are fucking nuts. Yeah, you're and, di- is you're different. Yeah, you know, it's something beyond evil. Yeah. some of the stuff we've watched is like something that person their brain just works different right. to even be able to do that. Right. Like the Chris Watts story. Yeah. That dude was terrible. He killed his wife and his ki- two kids and his, his wife was pregnant and he mm-hmm. wanted to be with a girl, but his something's wrong with his brain, but I can kind of, you go, he, he, he wanted to be with a girl and that was the only way he thought he could do that. Yeah. That's, that's off and that's insane. Mm-hmm. But like a person who, uh, eats people or, 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 um, kills women and cuts their heads off and buries them in a specific spot because yeah. like because that spot means something and there's so or, or people that drink blood and mm-hmm. it's just so many forms of uh psycho pe- people being psychopaths yeah there's so many different types of them that is it's mind-blowing yeah. i think it's, i think a lot of people when they first get into it is like them watching somebody solve a crime yes and then you go it graduates to the way you go I mean, how can a person, like, what in their head, as far as the psyche of it goes, like, what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's when you that's when that's when you dig into it. And that's when you start watching other more advanced stuff. Yeah. Where it, it goes, it get more in detail of the. And you learn from the actual. Experts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The actual crime. And then for women, from what I've heard, a lot of women that talk to me about true crime and why they watch it, it's, it's almost this element of, um, it's educational, mm-hmm. um, as far as from the, from the victims' aspect, like mm-hmm. what what did they do. I should know about this because what what can I do to not end up like that? Yeah, which is crazy to me. You know, not crazy. I understand it, but it's again, it's that whole thing of that that it can be a reason why a woman is watching something. Mm-hmm. Like, let me. 
So I know when I hear a noise under the bed or when I go in the house and something's not on, something's on that I know I didn't leave on, don't go look. Go out and call the police. Yeah. Even if you're wrong, the police come, they look at your house, they tell you you're wrong and whatever. Yeah. Oh, well. You know? So I never... That element of that is, has, was was crazy to me. And shout out to my favorite murder because that they kind of introduced me to that aspect of it of, of from a female perspective, what true crime is. Yeah, it's very much like a um, it's a it's a warning. It's 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 a lesson. It's a it's so many things you can learn mm-hmm. to not end up in that predicament. Yeah, and I didn't even think about it because again, we we watch it and listen to it and all that is entertainment. Yeah, and I've never listened to one and I'm like, man, okay, well carry pepper spray or whatever i never even if you should yeah. i don't i don't i don't listen to an episode and i'm like damn i could that could be me yeah. i mean, never or rarely. you can go like watch your back you can look over your shoulder every now and then yeah and stuff like that yeah for sure can. that yeah. goes for anybody male yeah, or that, that goes for anybody absolutely yeah no definitely so yeah man 100 episodes man yeah yeah um this came out good i like how this i like i like this came out how i envisioned it mm-hmm. and um shout out to everybody that listens shout out to everybody yeah. that's got us here Shout out to everybody that's you know, cont- you know, continuing to listen. If 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 you're hearing this, maybe we're at episode 150 and you're just hearing this episode. And yeah. we, you know, you know, shout out to y'all too. The bandwagon is wide open. We appreciate anybody that listens and spreads the word and cut, reaches out to us. Like as you know, Facebook is affirmative murder on Facebook. It's affirmative murder on Instagram. It's affirmative murder on Twitter. Hit us up. Reach out to us. It's a community, man. Like you know, we like to talk to people. We like to learn. We like to hear stories. Um, and you know, here's the 200 more, man. Yeah. Uh, it's been fun. It's been really fun. Yeah. Uh, whoever whoever sent the email that says something about Sharon Reese's, that ain't happening. Oh wow. So just putting it out there. I'm about to go home, knock this twelve pack Reese's out. Oh th- oh, you somebody sent some and you didn't. No 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 no. I bought these. these oh are, these are all for me. And then I can't. Get... No. Wow. Because no. I just kind of did like a a whole kind of sentimental thing and and shouted us out. No, I appreciate you, but you no. Nah, I don't share Reese's, bro. Okay, cool. Um, I've I've been out from Williams and um joined a hundred more. Hundred more of this, yep. so I'm fun and sharing and, and and being good friends. Here's to a hundred more. Um, I've been Alvin Williams. Joined as always by my partner and true partner. I guess. Yeah. I guess that's a partner. Reese's partner delicious, share, but man. I guess you know partners. I guess partners don't share sometimes. Um, no. I'm a partner in true crime. In quotes. Uh, have you had life. the Reese's with the extra thick peanut butter? I haven't. I haven't oh, okay. You know, if you've had them, I haven't had them because you don't oh, share. Okay. Um, so that's friends out. And um, yep. I guess we'll see you guys next week. And I won't have Reese's then either. Reese's. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park